Hello and welcome to today's Real Talk Tuesday on Beautifully Broken with Dawn Renee. I am your host, Dawn Renee Hanlon, and this is the Adventures in Dating series. Yes, today I have a conversation. It's funny, insightful, thoughtful, maybe even a little eye-opening. I'm having this conversation with my friend Pam, who is widowed. She's been divorced. She's been she's been through a lot. And somehow through it all, she has kept her sense of humor, her sense of self, and her kindness and generosity just cannot be beat. So, welcome my new guest for today, Pam. I hope you enjoy the conversation that we had as much as I did. And here we go. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Did I tell you about coloredmeeverything.com? Like the store that's got all your gifts for every occasion? I didn't. Oh, well, here I am. I'm going to tell you right now. If you need to get some shopping done, you need some art for your mom. You need something silly for your dad. You need something that will um, make your children actually think you're a cool mom. Head on over to www.colormeeverything.com where all your gifts are waiting for you to purchase them. Like seriously, they are. And now back to today's episode. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Real Talk Tuesday. You are listening to Beautifully Broken with Don Renee and I am your host, Don Renee Hanlon. Yes, this is a Real Talk Tuesday and that means it's an adventures in dating or as I like to call it, dating sucks. I have with me a lovely and amazingly compassionate, beautiful soul. Her name is Pam. I know her from a widow group and um, she, like so many of us, have entered the world of dating. Hey, Pam, thanks for joining me. Hi, Dawn. You're very sweet. Thank you for that lovely intro. I appreciate it. Oh, it's only to the truth. I only tell the truth. All right. So a little bit about you. Go. Tell me about yourself. Well, how much time do you have? (laughs) (laughs) So where do you live? I know that you're wearing a beautiful uh beanie on your head like the kind you wear when it's snowy <laughs> so you must be where it's snowing it is snowing i have seven to ten inches of snow right now because i'm in the lovely state of montana um and i'm in a city called bozeman it's very beautiful i'm getting ready for snowboarding season soon yay um so yes we did meet in a widow's group i am twice widowed so my first foray into the dating pool was in 2010, after I lost my first husband in 2009, um, I didn't have to stay in it long. Thank you, Jesus, because then I met my wonderful, amazing husband um, then in 2010, and we were married for almost 10 years before I lost him. And now I'm back into that lovely dating pool again. Uh, uh, started jumping into that pond about two and a half years ago and yeah, it sucks. <laughs> so yes, your, podcast is, your podcast is aptly titled Dating Sucks. <laughs> yeah. And so, so did, do you find it's easier to meet people in real life or online? Which one have you had the most success with, if, I, if any? 
So I met my first late husband on a boating trip. My second late husband, I actually met him online. Um, and now that I work from home, I don't get out as much to meet people. Um, and especially when you have seven to 10 inches of snow. So I find online works much better. Um, my dating foray has included match.com, Tinder, swipe right, swipe left. That's always an interesting one. And uh, yeah, I get on them. I get off of them. I get back on them because I enjoy companionship and I like to have company and good conversation. And, you know, I'm just trying to find that person who meets that balance that I'm looking for. But when you work from home, it's a little challenging. So you have to relegate yourself to kind of meeting people online or through friends and family. But since I don't know anybody here in Montana, that's a little more challenging as well. So <laughs> that's what I was going to ask you because you moved to Montana last year I did. and you basically knew no one when you went there, but it you've did, been yeah. making friends. And I understand in Montana, it's like 10 guys for every one woman or something like that. So why aren't you meeting anyone? Where are the men? I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> um, I don't really leave. I don't leave the house a lot. I like to snowboard, um, but snowboarding season is only about so long. So you really have from Thanksgiving until April time. Um, and a lot of the people I meet snowboarding are in their twenties and thirties. And, you know, I am a little bit older now. I'm over the age of 50. So I really don't want to date you know, a man in his twenties or thirties, although I've had some offers and some opportunity, but I mean, really, what are we going to talk about? <laughs> so, right. And then, and then when you get into my age of dating, um, they come with baggage, whether ex-wives and kids, or, you know, even sometimes, you know, they're widowed themselves. Although I have yet to date anyone that has lost a spouse. Actually, my first late husband had lost his wife. Um, when I had met him, although his kids were older at that time. So I didn't have the younger children to contend with. When I met Rod, he came with two ex-wives and he's my second late husband. He came with two ex-wives and uh, five kids total. So that was always interesting, especially when I have no children. So I, I just come with, you know, a dog. <laughs> okay. So the men are not just oozing out of the woodwork in Montana. So yeah. there went my, my thought to go move to Montana. Um, <laughs> so, all right. And, and okay. Your, your snowboard season is from Thanksgiving to April. Okay. The rest of the States are, you know, where I live, it's like from January to February, that's it. So you get a, le a little bit more time, but you're right. What do you do when everyone that is active and doing the things you do and want to do and enjoy is so much younger. Um, because I have found that people that are my age in their 50 somethings, aside from the baggage, a, a lot of them are sedentary. They are stuck in a rut or in a routine and they don't wanna go out and do the things I wanna do. And that's something I found. Are you finding a similar? Yes, I'm I'm a, I'm a 30 year old woman trapped in a 50 something year old woman's body, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like to stay active. I like to do things. And again, you know, there comes that challenge with, you know, trying to find somebody that has already been out. I mean, I, I don't have kids. I don't want children. Um, you know, I'll just say what most women, you know, 
don't want to say if they don't want them. I've never wanted children. Um, you know, and I worry that if I date somebody that's in their 30s, someday they'll want children. Or, you know, even if I run into somebody in their 40s, they'll want children. And it's just not somewhere I am in my life. I'm in a period where, you know, I want to go out and enjoy life because, you know, after having two deceased husbands, I realize probably more so than most, you know, but, you know, you being widowed know this as well. Life is too freaking short to sit around and uh, not do things and go out and just enjoy what I want to enjoy. So um, being able to work from anywhere is nice too, because I just spent the last three weeks in Florida because I wanted to go hang out at the beach and see my friends. So it's just nice to be able to pack up and go hang out where I want to go hang out. And, you know, will I find somebody with that same kind of flexibility as well? And, you know, I only seem to gravitate to older because they're either further along in their career and have the time to take off they own their own business or they're retired so they can, you know, kind of be more mobile with me, which, you know, helps. So trying yeah, to date younger, you run into those challenges of, you know, the work-life balance too. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. Um, now I have had the experience where I have found on the dating apps where I have been, okay, I have kids, they're grown. I have grandchildren. I'm still young and I still want to go out and live life. So I have been looking at people that seem to have the lifestyle that I myself have, you know, I'm traveling when I can, I do what I can within my own limits, physical, financial time wise with my children. Um, you know, and we all have baggage and we all have things that get in the way of how we want to be, but I have found myself not swiping right on people because I think that I would not fit into their life. Um, have you ever had a problem with that? Like feeling that way when you look at somebody and they seem so perfect and you're like, oh, they're perfect, I'm not. And you swipe left. Um, I would say yes, but probably not. I'm of the mindset I have two, two dead husbands and why not just swipe right and see what happens? Um, fear is something I tossed out the door when I learned how to snowboard at almost 55 years of age. So like <laughs> my friends were all, you know, are you crazy? You're 55. And I'm like, age is just a number. It, it truly is. And, you know, I talk about not wanting to date somebody 30 or 40 and I say age is just a number, but at the same time, you know, it's, I've run into trying to date younger or talk to younger men. You know, they have younger kids. They just, they're different places in their life. And things, you know, I did try to date somebody who was 37 and I was 54 and, you know, they had younger kids and an ex-wife and things just didn't, you know, work out. I didn't mind them having younger kids because I don't mind somebody that has kids. I mean, heck, I married a man that had five <laughs> and they were 10 to 30 when I met him. So <laughs> I he came with small kids. <laughs> right. So um, your advice would be swipe right. What's the I worst mean, that can happen, right? The worst that can happen is they're not going to respond or, you know, you may end up with a dick pic instead of, you know, what you were looking for. Because I find that happens sometimes with even people my age, you know, I'll swipe right and, you know, it's just like, hey, I'm just looking to get, you know, laid. And it's like, oh, great. Thanks. Appreciate the honesty. Did you read my profile? <laughs> you just, did you read half my name? I'm yours. <laughs> right. Exactly. No. So I like that. No, I, I like that you're candid about it, that you're like, okay, what's the worst that can happen? Swipe right. I've lived so much life. 
And I appreciate how important living life is actually not just existing day to day, but living life and taking the chances. And so I love that. So tell me one of your dating stories, pick one, anyone. <laughs> Acquiring minds want to know. And by that, I mean me. So I met this guy on Tinder. Um, he was in his sixties. Um, he was a retired investment banker. He had retired down to Florida. Um, we started talking. He pretty much checked like all of my boxes on things that I was looking for. He liked the golf. I liked the golf. I like to stay active. He liked the beach. Um, and we met for, and he was tall because I like him over six, two, even though I'm five, two, I have a tendency to gravitate. If you're like over six, four, that's a double checked box for me. And so I met him for uh, dinner and drinks and I drove, we met and, you know, he looked like his picture. So I was like, okay, we're good so far. Um, he was very engaging, very charming dinner went great. And that had a nice time asked if we could go out again. I was like, yeah, things were going great. And then a couple of days later, you know, we were text messaging online and um, he's a nudist. <laughs> and so he proceeded to send me some pictures from the beach that he was at. And I was, I was a little surprised by the pictures I received. I was like, oh my, <laughs> because we'd only had one date. Well, I'm all for seeing your stuff at some point. I really don't want to see it before we have a couple of dates or we've kind of, you know, gone to that next level. So uh, yeah, unfortunately that was a, that was a no-go for me. But um, I have to say, he was very well endowed. So, hey, you know, <laughs> I was like, thanks, but and here's yeah. the, the funny thing is you're not the first person that has said that to me. They went on a great date and then they're invited to, hey, we have this private beach in the community that I live in. A lot of communities have private beaches and then um, bathing suit not required, you know, and my yeah. friend said, what do you mean bathing suit not required? And they said, oh, because it's a nudist colony. And he's like, oh, never mind. I'm good. I'm good. I just met you and had two drinks with you. I am not going to go get naked with you. And oh, everyone in your community. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, he didn't live in a nudist colony, but he was a nudist. Um, he just went to a beach that was private for the housing area that he lived in. I mean, it was still, you know, I mean, if the public beach was there, you could still walk by, but he just liked to lay out there, you know, in his birthday suit. All right. <laughs> All right. So what would your advice be to someone who is trying to decide if they should try this dating out? Because there's so many horror stories, but I think there's so, a lot of people have had success you did with your second husband there you met him online and you guys were happy uh, for 10 years you were together so what's the advice you have for people considering dipping their toe in but afraid so here's my thing so I am very I'm a New Yorker so I just put everything right out there right so if I start talking to you online and we start to text message I'm going to tell you up front exactly what I'm looking for um what I want and, and most people are afraid to say that they're afraid to be their true authentic self. I'm going to put it all up there up front because I want you to know what you're getting into before we even step out to our first date. And I want the same from you. If you're looking for just a friend with benefits, you know, and if that's what I happen to be looking for at that moment in time, 
great. Let's go have dinner and drinks and see where this goes. You know, if I happen to be looking for a relationship, which is what I'm looking for at this time, because I kind of had it, as I like to call it, my widow phase. Um, I don't know if I can really say that, but hey, sure you can. let's be honest. After you lose your husband, you know, you kind of go through this phase and I was there for a bit, but now I'm looking for, you know, a relationship. So I tell people right up front, you know, this is what I'm looking for. I had a man tell me, he's like, wow, that's intense. And I'm like, you know what? Next it's I'm sorting. You know what? Life is too short. Next. Got to sort. Got to sort. So I sort. If you tell me that that's too intense, you're not my person. I know that right now. I'm not going to waste time on dinner and drinks with you at all. I want to sort. Moving on. I'm not afraid to say I'm not going to settle. I mean, I've lived to be this old, you know, and I've survived two dead husbands. I am not about to settle just because I am, you know, and I find this with women a lot. Women are afraid to be alone. You know what? Love yourself. Because if you can't love yourself, you're not going to be able to be in a relationship. You're not going to be able to date. If you can't love yourself, no one else is going to love you. No one else is going to be able to do that. You got to love yourself first. Um, and I learned that after my second husband died, I we were a we for so long. And it took me a while to become an I again. And I enjoy me. I can be alone. I don't want to be alone, but I can be alone. Um, and you have to be able to do that. And I give that advice to all women out there. Spend time with yourself. We as women always put everyone else first. You know, we're mothers, we're sisters and everybody's like, oh, that's so easy. You've never had kids. You've never had this. You never had that. Because I have girlfriends that tell me this all the time. No, because if you don't put yourself first and take care of yourself first, how the heck are you going to take care of anyone else? If you don't know how to take care of yourself how can you expect to take care of anyone else? All you're doing is just trying to hide what you don't want to face. And that's whatever it is that you don't like about yourself, those insecurities or whatever they may be. Um, I, and I love it because that's exactly why I started the podcast because people are always putting up the facade of who they think people want them to be or who they should be, or I don't know, conforming to someone else's standards. And what you are saying is just be you. If you can just be you from the get-go, don't try to be anybody else. Don't try to fit in anyone else's box. Just be you. And it may take a little while, but you know what? The right person will show up. Yeah. And they'll show up too. I truly believe they'll show up when you are ready. When you are least expecting it. I always find, because with Rod, I kind of had... When I found my second late husband, I had given up on dating because I was like, oh my God, this online dating sucks. And then I get this really long-winded email from somebody I'd winked at one night. I'd probably had a half a bottle of wine at that point and didn't really remember winking at him, but that's okay. Um, and he wrote this really long, beautiful email. And I was like, you know what? Let me give this another shot. And you know, next thing you know, 90 days later, we're walking down an aisle. I mean, was it quick? And were my friends and family all like, whoa, but yeah, but I just, when I met him, I just knew he was so engaging. I, I talked to this man for four and a half, five hours a night on the phone before we'd ever even met. I mean, and finally, like a week later, I said to him, I'm like, look, do you want to meet me or not? Like, you know, this whole text messaging and talking on the phone back and forth is great, but can we meet in person? I'm a little bit forward. So sometimes, you know, it takes a special kind of man to, to deal with me. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. I try not to be an alpha female. I try to take that hat off when I leave work, but you know, we've, we were talking 
you know, quite a few times. And I'm like, look, are you going to ask me out or what? You know, I think sometimes men just get gun shy these days. Um, but, you know, I did have a man that I just recently had gone out on a date with. And I sat in the car because um, we had gone out on a couple dates and I got and finally picked me up. He opened the car door, let me in the car door. I sat in the car and he got out and he just was looking at me and I was just sitting there. <laughs> he comes around to my side of the door and he's like, he opens the door. He's like, are you getting out? I said, yeah, now I am. Cause you opened the door. And he was like, Oh, he was like, I was scared to even open the door to let you in. And I was like, why? And so I say this because ladies, we have to step back and, you know, be careful. Cause he's like, because I tried to open a door for a woman the last time he's like, and she berated me talking about, I can own my own damn door. I don't need you to open my door for me. So I, I balance a fine line. I wear a very alpha hat at work, but I try to take it off, you know, when I get in and I try to become that feminine woman that I am. But I find that men are so scared, it seems, anymore to approach a woman directly that we've created this imbalance in dating, though, too. So I just tell men, this is what I like. I like the car door open for me. I like you to come around and let me out. I like you to order my dinner for me, my lunch, breakfast, whatever it is. I have old school dating habits that I like. I love it when a man puts my coat on for me, takes my coat off. You know, my grandfather always said, if a man carries a hanky, that's a good man. You should date him or marry him <laughs> because oh they carry a hanky in case you cry, he said. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, and, and but you bring up a good point because women tend to say, oh my God, all the guys are whatever. But you're right, men are getting mixed signals from what just like we do and we have to go into meeting someone and talking to them and possibly having that first date with the understanding that they're as nervous and as confused and unsure as we are and having that adult conversation whether it's right before you meet or upon the first meeting like okay this is what i'm looking for this is what you're looking for is this going to work out or isn't it? Having the adult conversation is so imperative to be able to have an adult relationship that is a partnership if you're looking for a partnership. I mean, if you're looking for friends with benefits, you might have a different conversation, but I too am looking for a life partner. I want someone that's got my back that I can rely on 24-7 because I want them to know that that's what I want, but that's what I want to give as well. I don't, you know, it's a, it's not a 50, 50, it's a hundred percent from each one. And that's what my conversation looks like when I meet someone for the first time. And I'm like, okay, we had a good conversation. I enjoy talking with you. Now I want to see if what you're saying and doing, you know, uh, you know, video chats and on text is your actual personality going to match or your actions matching what you say you're going to do or what you want and that's that's the scary at you know for them as it is for us so I want to thank you Pam because you are a light I just love you to death you have no idea <laughs> you have no idea no I, and I'm going to say something and I'm gonna not cry um I met you in North Carolina had never met you before and the only way I could go is if I brought someone with me to drive me <laughs> and so I texted and I said is it okay if he comes because if he doesn't come as my driver is there room for him I'll sleep on the couch you're like no fine bring him and then we went and I 
I didn't know, I only knew like three people in the group that, that was meeting there. And I was terrified because I'm so very shy. I'm so afraid of new people. I always feel like I don't fit in. And I never got one second of that from you. And you set yourself way too short, my friend. I, you well, fit I, perfectly. I, I, you I, did not come across shy at all. You guys were so much fun. I well, I I pretend I'm not shy until I <laughs> fake so, it till you make it. <laughs> I do. That's exactly what I do when I go into new environments with new people because I always feel like they're just letting me in to be polite. That's how I feel, and so I try to. Um, not be too crazy or be myself until I get comfortable and feel out the room kind of thing. Um, but the wonderful thing is I didn't have to do that for, but like a minute <laughs> because I could be myself and feel comfortable with you and everyone else, but mainly because of you, I was able to do that. So I want to thank you for being such a dear friend and I wish we could see each other and get together more often because I need more people like you in my life. Um, and I love how I, feel I, the I, same way. Hmm? I, I didn't feel hear the same way. I said I, I feel I, the same way. Look, I even looked up um airfare to Montana until I realized it was already snowing there. And I was like, oh, this is gonna have to wait till snow goes away. Then I realized <laughs> snow doesn't go away till June. So it might be a while. <laughs> you won't. It's not like it's not like that northeast snow. You don't even feel it. I have a sweatshirt and a hat on, and I can go outside in this and it's not that cold. And I just have my boots, so it's All a right. totally different cold. All right. But I, I'll I will have, give, I have to I will give that. your listeners, I will give your listeners, especially your lady listeners, one more piece of advice. And this no. is very critical. Um, and they can take a poll of any man they've ever met. Ask any of your male friends, anybody. Ladies, if he asks you where you want to go for dinner, have at least three restaurants of your choosing available. Don't say to him, I don't care, you pick. That is the kiss of death for a man. It is the absolute kiss of death. If you give him two to three places you want to go, you make his job so much easier. And when he gets to the restaurant, and if he's not first engaged in conversation, that's because a man's job is to care and protect for a woman. And so when you're on your way to the restaurant or you're getting to the restaurant, his whole job is to get us down to the table, to sit down, to get drinks ordered, and then he'll look at you and he will be engaged with you. Prior to that, don't think that he's not listening. He's just trying to make sure that you're taken care of, you have your drink, and then he'll give you this look and you'll know it. Um, that's the best piece of relationship advice I can ever give. And I've, I've asked so many male friends, I'm like, and I knew this was true because the guy that opened my door for me he said to me, he goes, you're the first woman, he said, that I've dated in the last eight years that ever told me where she wanted to go to eat. He said, so he said, that was so refreshing for me. He said, I didn't have to worry about it. You took that off of me. He said, and I thank you so much. And I was like, you're very welcome. And then when we got into the restaurant, you know, he was fumbling around and stuff. And I already knew because I've done this whole relationship thing. There's a beautiful um, talk by a woman named Allison Armstrong that call it's called in sync with opposite sex. If you and your readers want to go and take a listen, you can find it on audible. It's a conference. It will change your life for dating and just dealing even with anybody, like even in the workplace, it's so much different how I deal with men just have gone. I've probably listened to this thing a hundred times now, 
All right, say the name of it again, and I'll put a link to it in in the com in the description of this episode. It's called In Sync with the Opposite Sex by Alison Armstrong. It's a talk that she did. It's a conference that she holds. Um, Perfect. And it's Alison with one L. But it was a game changer for me. And I'm glad somebody gave it to me a year and a half ago because it's made my dating life so much better than it used to be. I appreciate that little tidbit. Again, thank you so much, Pam. Thank you for taking your time so and and remember all of you if any of you are struggling if you're struggling reach out if you know someone who's struggling please reach out because we all know the hardest thing to do when you're struggling is to show your vulnerability to show your weakness and to let someone in so yeah. keep reaching out I'm until always, they know i'm always here if people want to reach out if your listeners ever want to reach out you're more than welcome to provide them my information i'm happy i take phone calls at three o'clock in the morning um, you're like me i do the same thing <laughs> i do the same thing and because it's true because we all know that when we're struggling it's really hard to admit that you need help when you okay. need it the most so, i may sound like i have my shit together but i don't you know it's, you know, dating is a challenge, but at least, you know, I'm putting myself out there and I'm speaking my truth and that's all I can do. So, and welcome I love to it. <laughs> I love it. So thank you again. And to all my listeners, please remember, take care of you. If you don't, who will? Exactly. I love you, Don. Love you too. Thank you for listening to today's Real Talk Tuesday. Don't forget to like, comment, and share my podcast with your friends, your family, your coworkers, the guy next door you never talked to. Now you have a reason to go talk to him. And he's hot, right? What about that lady you bumped into in the grocery store with your cart? Give her a tip by telling her about my podcast and make a new friend while you're doing it. Everybody has a story to tell everyone. And I want to hear your story. I want you to come on my podcast and tell your story because your story is probably very much like someone else's. And maybe they're feeling lost and alone and like nobody gets it. Nobody understands them except you. And there you have a new friend right there. Someone else who knows you, sees you, understands you. That's the whole reason for this podcast. So hit me up. Instagram, Don Renee underscore H. Facebook, Don Hanlon. It's that easy. Until next week, love, light, stay safe, take care of you. If you don't, who will? <laughs>